Exodus chapter 9. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, This is what Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, says, Let my people go. <laughs> Keep saying it like a parent to a child, that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and hold them still, behold, Yahweh's hand is on your livestock which are in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the herds and on the flocks with a grievous pestilence. Yahweh will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt and nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. Yahweh appointed a set time saying, Tomorrow Yahweh shall do this thing in the land. Yahweh did that thing on the next day and all the livestock of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not so much as one of the livestock of the Israelites dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was stubborn, and he didn't let the people go. Yahweh said to Moses and Aaron, Take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it towards the sky in the sight of Pharaoh. It shall become small dust over the land of Egypt and shall be a boil, breaking out with boils on man and on animal throughout all the land of Egypt. They took the ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh and Moses sprinkled it up toward the sky and it became a boil, breaking out with boils on man and on animal. The magicians couldn't stand before Moses because of the boils for the boils were on the magicians and on all the Egyptians. Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he didn't listen to them, as Yahweh had spoken to Moses. Yahweh said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and tell him, This is what Yahweh the God of the Hebrews says, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues against your heart, against your officials, and against your people, that you may know there is no one like me in all the earth. For now, I would have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, and you would have been cut off from the earth. But indeed, for this cause, I have made you to stand, to show you my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. As you still exalt yourself against my people, that you won't let them go. Behold, Tomorrow about this time, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as not been in Egypt since the day it was founded even until now. Now therefore, command that all of your livestock and all that you have in the field be brought into shelter. Every man and animal that is found in the field and isn't brought home, the hail shall come down on them and they shall die." Those who feared Yahweh's words among the servants of Pharaoh made their servants and their livestock flee into the houses. Whoever didn't respect Yahweh's words left his servants and his livestock in the field. Yahweh said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, on man and on animal, and on every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt." Moses stretched out his rod toward the heavens, and Yahweh sent thunder, hail, and lightning flashed down to the earth. Yahweh rained hail on the land of Egypt. So there was very severe hail and lightning mixed with the hail, 
such as had not been in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck throughout all the land of Egypt and all that was in the field, both man and animal, and the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. Yahweh is righteous and I and my people are wicked. Pray to Yahweh for there has been enough of mighty thunderings and hail. I will let you go and you shall stay no longer. Moses said to him, As soon as I have gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands to Yahweh. The thunders shall cease, and there will not be any more hail, that you may know that the earth is Yahweh's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you don't yet fear Yahweh God. The flax and the barley were struck, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was in the bloom. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for they had not grown up. Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hands to Yahweh, and the thunders and hail ceased, and the rain was not poured on the earth. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders had ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. The heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he didn't let the children of Israel go, just as Yahweh had spoken through Moses. This chapter 9 of um, Exodus describes a few more of the plagues, the cattle, the boils, and the hail. And uh, it says with the cattle plague, it says that all the cattle of the Egyptians died, but then two plagues later with the hail, you've got um, Moses telling them that there's going to be such a bad hailstorm, you better go get your cattle and bring them in. <laughs> so it sounds like, what? How, how do they even have cattle when they just supposedly all died in the, the plague of the cattle. Well, the trick is in the translation. And there's a Hebrew word kol, which, which usually is translated all. And, but it's not always translated all. And it should have probably been translated with one of the alternatives. It could have been translated as all over the place, or all sorts of, or from all over. So really it should have said that cattle died all over the place rather than saying all of the cattle died. Sometimes in our English language we have words like, say the word present, which can mean a Christmas present or you're present with someone or a tense in the present time. So the only way you know which way to use the word is depending on the situation. And this Hebrew word kol is one of those. So it wasn't saying that all the cattle died, it was just saying that cattle were dead everywhere. But there were still some cattle alive. But then of course we see in this chapter that Pharaoh is now, he, he's, um, now God is hardening Pharaoh's heart and now he's in real trouble. Remember I told you before that people can harden their heart over and over and over and they can get to the point when now they're unable to hear God's voice. It's not that God couldn't forgive them if they were to repent. It's just now they've gotten so hard that it's like they're unable to repent. And it's now that we've got to this point that God says to Pharaoh, I could have destroyed you by now, but I've saved you just for a while so that I can demonstrate my wonders. 
And so that's now what God is doing. God is now fighting against Pharaoh. And one of the problems is that Pharaoh thought that he was, he was a god. So it's a, a battle. It's a divine battle. It's a battle between the real God, the God Almighty, and a person who thinks he's a god. And um, neither is, is going to give in except for the Almighty God's actually the real thing. And the other one is just a man. Now it says here in the cattle of a in the plague of the hail, that those who feared Yahweh brought in their cattle. So what we see here now is a growing group of Egyptians that have started to respect the Lord. And so what we've got here is, I, I like to call this the first revival in history. And I talked earlier, two chapters ago, about how the plagues, they are judgment, but they're also God's mercy. And now we start to see that there are Egyptians that are turning their eyes, and instead of worshipping their own gods, and they're now starting to realize that there's a God Almighty and they're starting to fear him and respect him and turn to him. And when the Israelites left Egypt, at the end of all of this process, a lot of Egyptians went with them. The Bible calls them a mixed multitude. And one of the Egyptians that we know of by name was Bithia, the, the woman that drew Moses out of the water. And her name means the daughter of God. And she's the most notable but there were many, many others. So as the plagues went on, there were those who hardened their heart, like Pharaoh, but there were those who softened their heart. They started to notice the real God and they turned. Thank God for that. <laughs> In the book of Romans, it says that what God has done is plain, but it says that some people didn't want to know the truth, so they hardened their hearts and they became futile in their thinking. And that's what people do. All around the world, we see people who harden their hearts. And as a result, their, their thoughts become futile and dark. But then there are other people who soften their hearts and they, suddenly they see the Lord. That's us. We want to be people who see the Lord. So Father, I pray, open our eyes. Let our hearts be softer. Let our love for the Lord grow. Give us great grace. And just like there was this revival in the time of the plague, Lord, let there be a revival in our time too. Let the name of the Lord be honoured uh, right here in uh, our nation, just as it was in the land of Egypt those thousands of years ago. Amen.